Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. You can't get much for five bucks these days. Unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT. Plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink. All for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. And we are officially live right now. <clears throat> Just making sure the microphone is turned on. Thank you, thank you. I want to thank everybody for listening at home. <clears throat> and making sure the levels are good. Um, okay. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> there we go. Whew. So, first time broadcasting from, from Brian. Brian is now the the unofficial host. It's corner to corner time right here on c2cradioshow.com, uh, spreaker.com, iTunes, Spotomatic, Spotify, uh, Beyond Ringside Radio Network, of course, and our replays. And wherever else we feel like it. Wherever else we damn well please. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Stan Grubb, and of course, my co-host, Brian Taylor. What's up? Rob is uh, unavoidably detained this evening, so you've got the dynamic duo. Yep, Rob <clears throat> got the... Uh, he's hiding right now. <laughs> um, and it's Super Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where the, uh, the, uh, the Chiefs and the mm, other 49. team, 49ers, yeah, are playing. Going head-to-head. The big game, and you got to be careful. There's, there's very strict rules about how you word the game. Strict rules. Now, if you call it <clears throat> the bowl that is super, you're just fine. But if you call it the superb owl. Well, I can't say super bowl? Now it's a cease and desist. Thanks very much. Yeah, but by the time they hear this, uh, I'll have already said it. No take backs. You know what we should do? No take backs. We should do a video now. 
and just restream the Super Bowl. That'll fix them. <laughs> why is why is this an unknown caller calling my phone? Just <laughs> <coughs> Roger, Roger Dale. <laughs> you may know me from such things as the shambles that is the NFL. <laughs> um, I will say that I want to thank J Lo and Shakira for their very inspired performance. Halftime show. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. But that's not what we're here for. No, no, no. No, no, no. We are here for wrestling. 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 Like world championship wrestling. What? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, <clears throat> the... Hey, I will have to admit, though. Mm-hmm. I will have to admit. I did watch my first full episode of Raw. And I can't remember when. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I think I watched... Well, no, I take it back. I guess I fell asleep in the last 15 minutes. So you almost had my attention for the full three hours. For the full th- for the full show? For the, Almost had it for the full show. <clears throat> wow. What drew you in? Uh, it was the after rumble. Okay. And just to see where these storylines may or may not be headed... Well, let's let's start with that because we did we did broadcast during <clears throat> during the rumble, mm-hmm. but we did end before the rumble went off the air. Um, so let's talk right away about Brock Lesnar facing Drew McIntyre. Main event of WrestleMania as it stands right now is going to be Brock and Drew for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Um, your thoughts on uh, on Drew winning the rumble? Call it Drew, because, you know, we're buddies. We're buddies. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. Drew. Going fishing later. Drew. Drew. My man, Mac. Uh, So, I thought it was quite the surprise. Um, I'll have to admit, I guess a pleasant surprise, maybe, Uh, because he won and Roman Reigns didn't. Uh, (laughs) Now you've just made 50 fans angry. We're going to get hate mail from a bunch of 12-year-olds. Thanks. (laughs) So, I mean, I've watched Drew for several years now. And we watched him when he was in the WWE the first time. And he was, quote-unquote, the chosen one. And then he was part of the three-man band. Right. And then he summarily got booted out. And then he ducks away for a while, and he comes back. To impact, mm-hmm. impact, and uh, evolve. Yes. The two places where he really yeah. started to shine. <laughs> yeah. It was a much different look, um, much different attitude, much different gimmick, and then he finally comes. WWE makes the main roster, and away he's gone. Um, so I'm kind of. I won't say I'm looking forward to it. Because I, you know, I, I don't know how it will end out in WrestleMania. Um, I don't know if he'll be the one to beat Brock. You, you know what I'm saying? Which you I guess. He'll be, you, you're not confident he'll beat Brock? Uh, no, I don't know if they'll pull the trigger. Um, and I guess that's, that's what kind of puts a damper on this. If I thought he had a, if I thought he had like a 50-50 chance, I might would be okay. Let's let's roll with it. 
but I think his chances of winning are probably a little bit less than that. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, probably what 35-65 oh, wow. in favor of Brock. So, so I mean, it's there. Sixty-five 65% chance that he could win? No, no, 65% chance that Brock wins. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, so you're yeah. saying it's that unlikely. Okay, yeah. okay. So, I mean, they, they, What knows? did you think of how they handled Brock at the beginning of the Rumble? Because there was, and, and Michael Cole says it during the broadcast, and we talked about it while we were on the air. This is basically two different Royal Rumbles, with Brock and after Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my vote. <laughs> Was for Brock, and then you know, of course, I said number thirty would be Fury, right? Tyson and Fury, yeah. Fury <coughs> would eliminate him. Um, Thank God they didn't go that way. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I was wrong. I admit it. Yay! Thank goodness. Yeah, I've never been so glad to be wrong. Um, so I had no problem with him doing that because, again, that's what I expected him to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, so I already made up my mind that we weren't this. This was not going to be much of a rumble. I figured he was going to just chuck them, especially the much smaller ones, as soon as they come in, and I was okay with that because again, that's what well. It, they finally seem to understand the psychology of what you can do with the rumble <laughs> in that situation. Like they didn't have to have because the surprises they did have were cool. Don't get me wrong. But they didn't have to go that direction. They actually made a story from beginning to end on this Rumble. Yeah, but I mean now, I think now, and maybe for the past couple weeks, you're beginning to see probably some influence from Paul finally taking over. Right. And, you know, because that's not the only thing that is kind of intriguing now mm-hmm. with uh, you know what's going on in the WWE especially on Raw um, but uh, to me that screams Paul Heyman like he understands I don't think Paul has ever been out of touch with the audience where unlike Vince has um, and I, I think Paul said well let's put him first and let's just have him run the table and just have him do what he does. And as soon as somebody walks in, <clears throat> chuck him out. And then we get to somebody like Keith Lee and mm, now you got to struggle. So now we can allow some build up with other people, you know, in the rumble. And I, I had no problem with it. The cool part about when Keith Lee gets to the ring, now you knew that Brock took him seriously. Like his facial expression changed, you know, he's like looking at Paul and saying, oh, it's a big boy now. Like he was, he, it wasn't just like he did <laughs> with everybody else and chucked right. him over. It, it took time, it took effort, and it made him actually think. And the, the best part of seeing these moments was that guys like Ricochet got a chance to pay him back for being assaulted a few weeks prior. You know, guys like uh, Keith Lee got to do their standout moments. And then the guys that, let's face it, weren't going to win the Rumble anyway were summarily dispatched in, in, in pretty easy order. Right. And the other thing, too, that I thought was interesting was they allowed Brock to be 
they allowed Brock to show a different side. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I mean... The, the, hey, who knew Brock could dance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there were times he had a smile on his face. He seemed to be enjoying what he was doing. Um, and, you know, again, when, when he got booted over, I mean, it, it was a total shock. And he played it up well, and so did everybody else. And Yeah. You know, I that was that was probably the first time in a while I think the WWE has like set the hook, you know, and really and really committed to setting it the way they did. Mm. It wasn't just like, oh wow, he barely won it. It was no, this is definitive. Drew McIntyre is headed to WrestleMania, and he's going to challenge. Mm-hmm. Because even even before he wins, when when Roman and Drew are in there, it's it's like oh here we go right right here's the against yeah. all odds Roman Reigns wins again yeah <clears throat> now I will say that this past Friday on SmackDown Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin supposedly ended their feud as Baron oh, Corbin oh, in, took a bath in, in, dog, in food. dog food yeah so just disgusting by the way yes which is another reason why I have not watched SmackDown. SmackDown. And probably won't watch SmackDown. Well, in some time, for some time, there was other news that happened on SmackDown. That's pretty positive. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I wanted to get your take on on how Drew started Raw, where he wanted to do a Claymore party. So he t- he called out anybody from the back to do a Claymore party, and it ends up being the club, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, two on one against Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre ends up beating them both. How did you feel about that? <clears throat> so, I personally feel that when you, as a singles competitor, beat a tag team, mm-hmm. especially one that is one of the best in the world, that has been your champion twice, mm-hmm. or is it three times? Two times. I think basically you've just buried that tag team. Yeah. So if 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 it's two local guys, That's, I have no problem with it. Right, right. But we're talking, you know. I've always hated the dynamic they do with handicap matches because it's never the numbers advantage in a handicap match. Right. It's always the guy that's by himself that wins. Right. And that just makes no sense. Right. And, and it's 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 just dumb. And I can understand you trying to put him over mm-hmm. and and build him. However, when you go to build somebody, it should not be at such an expense to other people. Do you think it's possible that that Gallows, not Gallows, that McIntyre, I was thinking Galloway, that <laughs> Drew McIntyre ends up getting a Roman Reigns treatment because of how fast they pulled the trigger? Because now, I mean, look at it from from the Rumble to right now. Drew is over like crazy, and he's got the crowd firmly behind him. But, of course, it helps that he's facing Brock. But do you feel like if they continue to force feed like what they did with the cr- the club, if they keep doing this, that that could go that direction? So I don't think they've force-fed Drew to me. I think Drew's been a very slow burn. Since mm-hmm. he's come back. Right? So, he's been winning. He's been... He's had strong matches. 
Um, you know, anytime to me, anytime he was about to go start to go down a path that was going to detract from him, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they they just pulled him out and sent him in another direction. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when he was with Ziggler, you know, one after a while they're kind of like, uh, no, let's get him away from Ziggler because we got other plans for him. You know. Um, so I think he's just been a slow burn. I think people respect, you know, his story. You know, because again, like I said earlier, he was here. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, you you had no faith in him whatsoever. You know, and especially after you find out he's Vince's chosen one. Right. You know, he's Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns. You know. <clears throat> Well, and remember, I mean, by all all accounts, he had no idea that was going to happen until Vince announced him as yeah. the chosen one mm-hmm. on television. Yeah. So, and then no stress there, <laughs> no pressure. Go get him, kid. <laughs> and but then when he, you know, he comes back, I think it's just been a slow burn. I mean, yeah. I, I I think you're really beginning to see that he can be there for the long time. I'm not going to put the poster on him yet. Yeah. And say he's WWE's poster child. But he's one of, I think he's one of these solid workers that they need, um, you know, to try and bring fans back into the fold. Well, and I feel like with, with McIntyre, you've got someone you can invest in. Mm-hmm. You've got a long-term future with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has grown up a lot from his days when he was first there. And that's what we saw with, you know, Drew Galloway breaking away and evolve and impact, you know, and, and developing as a, a performer, but as a, as a man, as a, as a person, to where he's responsible, he knows what he wants to accomplish. And frankly, I think he feels that if there's going to be a time for him to really stay atop the ladder, it would be right now. Right. But again, though, I you know, if it was anybody besides Brock, mm-hmm. I would be all in. I just, I just it's Brock Lesnar. I, I mean, could, I just, I could honestly see <clears throat> if Drew loses, him blaming the fans and going right back to being a bad guy. See, I would hope, I would hope not, because again, God, I really hate, I really hate the, I mean. You know, I'm a good guy, and then I throw a hissy fit. Seth, that that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, I'm a good guy, I throw a hissy fit, well, and, there's and now some, I'm a bad there's guy. There's some characters that I don't think it even matters anymore if they're good or bad. Like, Brock Lesnar's been bad and good so many times that he just gets a pop regardless. Right. Like, AJ Styles, same way. Right. Um, and even Randy Orton, which I know you said you caught most of Raw. Did you catch the last segment of Raw? Was that the last? I thought there yeah, was... That was the main event segment. Oh, then I must have watched it all then. Okay. Well, I, I mean, didn't realize well, it. Yeah, I made it and didn't realize it. I thought, I thought Kevin Owens was last. No, no. no it was okay. actually the rated RKO segment. Okay. Yeah, yeah then I made it. Woo-hoo! Woo! You did it! Woo, I did it! It's first one. One, <laughs> down. one down. I don't know how many else to go, but one down. Um... Let's see, a couple notables I wanted to point out. So, MVP comes out, has his match against Rey Mysterio. Actually was not a great match. And and I only attribute this to probably nerves. Because we know that MVP and Rey Mysterio have competed before. Um, but at the same time, I feel like this was a situation where MVP had a clear goal. Because he even stated 
on Instagram and Twitter that, you know, this is, was going to be his last match in WWE. But what was funny about this is when he was announced as making his way to the ring, it was making his return to Monday Night Raw. And then the broadcasters all chime in. Oh, he's back. He's back. MVP is back on Raw. What a bunch of returns. This is a great night. And then he loses to Rey Mysterio and then posts on social media almost directly after. Hey, thanks for my last match. Appreciate it. It's a little, little confusing. I don't know if you really want to do that, but okay. Um... So I would imagine... Oh, now I got a slushie. Mmm. Oak Slurpees. It's it's alive. Oh, my God. You better get on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think he probably had this in his mind. I think he had probably talked to Vince. Mm -hmm. Because he comes out and says, Hey, you know... I told him I wanted to go against my really good friend, Rey Mysterio. And I think in true WWE fashion, they probably didn't want anybody to say the wrong thing. So they probably didn't tell nobody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I, let him make the announcement. And I said it wasn't really a good match, and I, I, don't want to, I want to be fair with that. It really seemed like there were two different matches going on. With, with Ray, it was just another Monday Night Raw, whereas with MVP, it was, this is my last match, I really want to do well. And because they were both, they weren't in sync with one another. For example, the uh, 619 that hits, and, and this is splitting hairs, I get that, but, you know... MVP turns and faces the referee before it connects, before anything happens. So then Ray, when he catapults in for the 619, kicks him directly in the small of his butt, uh, of his back and sends MVP forward. And I just, I, the more I saw it, I was like, this just doesn't seem like it was supposed to happen this way. So, miscue, miscommunication, but... MVP just seemed like he was, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want this to happen, I want this to happen, and we're good. Let's go home. Right. Uh, so, I would, <coughs> I, you probably chalk it up to nerves. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, it's feasible that in that kind of environment, in that situation, anybody would be nervous. Right. And I mean, again, you have, you have the other, the other aspect of, if he knew this was his last, mm-hmm. you know, WWE match, I'm sure the nerves were kicked in so, so bad, you know, we'll never know. Probably in, in from the high from the Rumble as well. Right. But, I mean, it was still pretty cool to see him come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, hey, the rumor is he's going to do uh, agent work for WWE backstage. So, if there's a better guy to do that, I don't know of one. Um so there was a tag title Baller. match. Yeah, yeah. Tag title match between uh, Joe and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Um, this one, the only one thing I wanted to mention out of this was what started or looked like it was going to be a storyline injury to Samoa Joe. Turns out to be a legit concussion. Joe dives out and hits the suicide dive. Barely hits it. 
But when he makes contact with Buddy Murphy, instead of the momentum carrying him with Buddy into the railing, he just drops flat. Just face first, bam, right on the mats on the outside. Um, and then when he tries to get up and walk away, he stumbles and falls down. Uh, kind of a scary deal to, mm -hmm. to watch. Uh, so I read it was a concussion. Mm -hmm. And I also read that it wasn't planned. It, I mean, when it happened, they realized it happened. And the match was altered from that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I'm sure originally Rollins and Buddy Murphy were going to keep the titles. But, right. Um, you know, there might have been other shenanigans taking place. But once the concussion happens, uh, the match, the, you know, on the fly, they mm -hmm. change it. But, and this speaks volumes for the the ability of all three guys. So as soon as Joe has to leave the ring area, it's two-on-one, and this matchup was really good. So it they didn't miss a beat. In fact, it may have improved. Well, yeah, I think story-wise and, and suspense, I guess, um, really, you know, it, it took it up a notch. But, yeah. I mean, how, think about it. If you're Kevin Owens, and, you know, you're expecting a tag match, and... Three minutes into the tag match, you look around and you realize, oh, crap. Where's my partner? <laughs> Not only that, but he's, uh, he's walking up the aisle. <laughs> and, and so, you know, that's the good thing, is, or not the good thing, but the other question is, you know, did he know? Like, hey, why is Joe leaving? What happened? You know, because I'm sure at some point they're communicating, but much like with what we saw with Undisputed Area against, against Imperium, where Alexander Wolf just melts there after getting kicked in the face. Everybody is all sitting around going, what happened? <laughs> so it was crazy. Well, I think at this time you probably don't have that moment because, you know, of course, Joe does it outside and Kevin is inside, you know, mm -hmm. getting worked over. So it's not like Kevin would be like, uh, crap, what happened? You know, he he's getting worked over. Yeah. So... So we had we had a few different things that took place. I mean, the matchup itself, like I said, from Raw was actually really good. Um, but the thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Andrade, the U.S. champ, suspended for 30 days. We would find out after Raw goes off the air that he had uh, tested tested dirty on a wellness policy. Mm -hmm. So he's 30 days out, and they do this with Umberto Carrillo, who is crazy over right now for a guy that's so new. Um, planting him with a DDT on the outside, on the floor. Uh, by the way, the more they do this, the more it scares me that someone's legit going to break their neck on this. Because that DDT on the outside looked really, really vicious. Well, I mean, every time you tempt fate, um, you know, by doing something like that, you get closer and closer to having one of those moments. Yeah. And um, it, it very well could happen one day. And I mean, the the thing is with with over, it's just like it's just like the apron spot or the Canadian destroyer. The more you do these things, the less people are gonna buy that these are super serious incidents that are taking place. And then it becomes more of a question of well, why are they doing this again? Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful because they just did this a few weeks ago when Andrade um, did it to Carrillo the first time. 
And then he started to do it again to Rey Mysterio. Now, you can call it what you want as far as, like, similar to how they try to generate heat for Randy Orton when he started doing the punt. But at least the punt was in the ring. Right. Um, can we go again until... I think it's going to be one of them things until somebody gets hurt. They're going to keep tempting fate. So, the the last piece about Monday Night Raw that I wanted to go out, it was when Raw ends up... When Raw ends up starting to uh, talk about Edge in the return, all night long, Edge is back, Edge is back, all these videos, everybody get excited for Edge, <laughs> which I'm fine with. That's cool. I like Edge. Um... So Edge gets in, in the ring, and it's all emotional. And, and the coolest part about this is that Edge gets to end his career on his terms, which mm -hmm. I'm very happy for him for. That was the one thing I wanted to see with Shawn Michaels when he retired was that he could end it on his terms instead of you know his back injury when he first did. But they stretched this segment, and then Randy Orton comes down, and you're like, oh, okay, this could be kind of cool. There was already word... The night after, no, excuse me, the night before, right after the Rumble, that it was going to be Edge and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. There was rumblings about that. Or rated RKO teaming back up. So we get to Randy Orton in the ring, and he even says, what if rated RKO gets back together one more time? And everybody's cheering, and all of a sudden, RKO time, and wow. So... <laughs> My fiance says, turn it off. I don't want to watch anymore. This is disgusting. How can he keep doing this? It was a throwback to me of those moments when you're like, dude, did that just happen? Because you don't see those very much in wrestling anymore. At least not, not on a, a, a national basis. So when that happened and you know Orton is just beating the crap out of him the whole time... Then he does the uh, the concerto. What bothered me about this was that no one comes to the ring at all the entire time. So here's the thing. Edge has all these friends. All of them, oh, I'm so excited that Edge is back. There's referees on the back. You have a Hall of Famer. And if we're just looking at it from a storyline, Hall of Famer supposedly... Injured, fragile neck, right? That he's recovered. No one comes to the ring. Not even to fake save him and Randy hits him with a chair and knocks him out of the ring. Instead, they have just Randy Orton just destroy this guy the entire end of the segment. So, of course, he's wheeled out on a, on a stretcher and you're like, oh, well, this is setting it up. But every person in the crowd is locked in on the storyline. It's You can hear a pin drop with how shocked everyone is. But if you go back to the Rumble, who eliminated who? It was Edge that eliminated Randy Orton. Okay. So, you had to know that Orton was going to get some get back. I mean, that's his whole premise. Right. You know what I'm saying? You had to know. And again, Orton was kind of the good guy before Monday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, again, this is one of these flippity-floppities that 
I think probably could have been thought out. And even without winning the tag titles, I think you would have had a, an excellent match if you had had Rollins and Buddy Murphy defend against Rated RKO. That actually could have been a cool storyline, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where Edge stands with ring rust. Uh, well, apparently there is some, uh, you know, with the whole AJ, AJ Styles thing. But, um, you know, I, I just don't know if the singles match is going to be what it could be 10 years ago. Oh, I, I definitely don't think it will be anything close to that. I think that's, and maybe that's that's kind of a, a slight to edge, and I really don't mean it to be, but I, I just don't see it being, will it be good? Sure. I, I think you can trust Randy Orton in that regard to make sure it's good, and I think edge, depending on what kind of shape he's in. But the thing with edge, I mean not edge, but Orton, are you going to maybe lay off a little unintentionally because you know he's got the back issue? So, I mean, it's it's such a catch-22 because if you're... Because you know Edge has a three-year deal. So, looking at it from a uh, storyline perspective you're doing this awfully early in his return. Like, to me, this would be how it ends, not how it starts. Because from here, let's just play this out. So Edge beats Orton for a a successful comeback at WrestleMania. Then Edge goes on to face, because Edge is probably going to do, similar to Brock, Mm -hmm. four matches a year, which I think is smart if you do it right. Um, But sooner or later... He's got to close it out with Orton again, I think. So he starts his return with Orton and ends it with Orton. So to me, I think ending it with Orton is going to be the RKO, the rated RKO reunion. But from my perspective, it should have been done the other way around. I happen to agree with you. I think rated RKO at WrestleMania versus uh, Rollins and Buddy Murphy would have been a great tag match. Um, if there is a concern for... Um, if there's a concern for the health of Edge or the ring rust, you have a way of protecting him, you know, early on. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can kind of see with what you got. I mean, that's the smart money. But maybe they felt, or maybe Edge felt that, no, I'm ready to go full steam. Let's do it. I guess that mania is really going to be the only time we can really tell that. Yeah. I would hope that, though, that Orton is not the book in... Um, because I, you know, there's so many different people. Because now, now you're now we're in a dream scenario. Right? Yeah, Edge and Brock. Does to, to well, Cena come back for an Edge match? God, I, I hope, I hope, I hope, okay. Edge, Edge and Brock because uh, Suplex City. Uh, yeah, or as uh, what Truth call it, uh, <laughs> Sioux Falls City. Sioux Falls City. Yeah. Uh, God, I mean that would be the ultimate test for his back. Is 
you know, a Brock could throw him around a little bit. How good you feeling, Edge? <laughs> But I can you can see Randy taking him to WrestleMania. Right. And now you have a feud already built in AJ Styles. Right. And it, I think that that is a very intriguing dream match. That one is is really interesting. And actually cuz you mentioned the spear that AJ took. Well, AJ had an interview throughout this past week talking about that spear and how he really wanted to make sure that this spear looked amazing that he took from Edge when Edge got to the ring. And he said that he put it totally on himself for how he did it because he got a little... He said he over-brothered it. He got a little <laughs> over-brothered and uh, ended up separating his shoulder. Now, he says he's pretty confident he'll be back by WrestleMania. Um, it would be interesting to see if somehow he is involved with Edge and Orton in, in, in that matchup. Well, I, I mean, he was involved with Orton prior, prior to, that, to yeah. this. And now he's got, again, the, the built-in thing with Edge. <laughs> Edge comes back after getting, you know, the crap beat out of him. I mean, we'll, we'll say two more weeks, and then Edge comes back. Celebrating that he's back, he's healthy, and he's going to get his hands on that dirty, rotten Randy Orton. And then AJ Styles comes out and beats him up again. <laughs> Another two weeks goes by, and Edge is going to get his hands on both. <laughs> so, it's going to be, let's beat up Edge until WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I didn't buy the shoulder injury until after the, the segment with Edge. Uh-huh. Because... Honestly, you know, if you go back and look at uh, AJ versus Nakamura, what did they do? One kicked one in the nuts. The <laughs> next week, the other one kicked one in the nuts. Then yeah. the following week, the other one kicked. Yeah. So with Randy doing what he did, I mean, again, that was that was a beautiful swerve. And oh, with caught the everybody. and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so was I was expecting AJ to go out there, arm in the sling, you know, maybe in a cast. And oh, then, maybe lay out and edge, lay yeah. Out, yeah. You, you know, either Edge or Orton, you know. Yeah. And, Actually, that would have been really good. And you're like, oh, crap. Well, I'm not falling for it this time. So and maybe next week. <laughs> who knows? Oh, but, man. That would be crazy. I mean, because a triple threat match also protects Edge, but also because you know who Edge is, puts him in more harm. Mm -hmm. Because here's the guy that when it came to TLC – no, we need to step it up. We need to do this. We need to get right. the ladder. So I know that he's smarter and more careful, and, and he says it all the time in his and Christian's podcast, but <laughs> it's a triple threat. That could get more dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I would just rather see him and Orton. In a clean finish. In a clean, well, yeah, and just in a singles. And then AJ, when he comes back, because I imagine – Depending on how bad the shoulder injury is, it could carry him mm -hmm. to almost WrestleMania. So you might as well just leave him off the card. And then do it a few months and later. Then, well, not even a few months later. You can either have him come out and jump uh, either one of them when the match is over or the next night on Raw since you know that's when the storylines start over. So because WWE is what they are, could you see... 
Orton and Edge have a tremendous matchup. Edge wins. AJ comes out the next night, beats down Edge. And Orton makes the save because this is WWE, damn it. And we'll make you forget anything that happened yesterday. Sure. Rated RKO is back together. Yes. And nothing ever happened before. Yes. It was all illusion. That's almost, that's almost what they did with AJ and uh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, next thing you know, I mean, Orton and, and Rey Mysterio are, are feuding. Yeah. And then AJ jumps in and he's fighting Rey Mysterio. Now all of a sudden... Orton's like, no, I was beating him up. Now you're <laughs> messing with my turf. Yeah. You know, in in the wor- weird, crazy world of the WWE, anything can happen. And the bad part is, you know, they, they would probably win the world tag titles. And, you know, Edge is like, you know what, Orton? Now it's my turn. Here's a concerto for you. Right, and, right. You know? Yeah. Hopefully they don't stretch that for you. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point now with Randy Orton that while I'm still not a big fan of his, only because it's just not my thing. Because, you know, some people like different people. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's more to the point where I can trust that he's going to have a good match, that psychology-wise it'll play out the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see his matches repeat themselves. Right. Like, I don't want to see Edge and Orton last all year. I would like you said, have their singles match at WrestleMania, clean finish, move on. Both moves on in their separate yeah. ways. Give, give me, give me a dream match. Don't make me wait for it. Give it to me now, because careers are short. Yep. Especially when you're already on borrowed time anyway. Well. So give me AJ and yeah. and, and Edge through the whole summer. Ooh, nice little feud to stretch the summer to yeah. SummerSlam. Right. Okay. And and then we can talk about Edge and somebody else down the road. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. And I think that a lot of people would be in favor of that. I wouldn't mind seeing... Because you know they're going to try this. They're going to try to intermingle. They're going to cross the stream, so to speak, and try to do Edge and Roman. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to do that at some point. Probably we'll see Edge and Drew McIntyre at some point. Um, and I'm fine with those happening where they happen down the road. I think right now would be the wrong time for either guy. Um but I think with what we're seeing right now is because double, double or Nothing is going to be next this coming May. That's going to be one of AEW's signature pay-per-views. So you got WrestleMania, and then you've got a couple months where you can capitalize. And if you do it right, whatever your pay-per-view is in May, you can bring a strong show there to kind of... I would not say counter-program, because I just don't think that exists. Um, but to, to to go against what AEW is going to be presenting that, that month. Because you know Double or Nothing is going to be huge. Yeah. But, so I don't, I don't really know if they have it in their arsenal to counter-program. AEW. Well, they thought they had it. They thought they had it with NXT. They thought they had the, oh, these these fans, we got this. Right. We're going to put NXT on. We'll shut these AEW guys up. And what they learned was, oh, wait, it's the same split. The guys that still weren't watching aren't watching now, and now they're making more noise. Right. And eventually, eventually, if all they have to do is stay their course. Because eventually these numbers will grow to where they're supposed to be, and we'll see something else happen. The question becomes now... Because what we've seen this past week, 
play out, especially Thursday and Friday, is that WWE is making changes, radical changes in a corporate sense. George Barrios, who was with the company for over 10 years. Michelle Wilson was with the company for over 10 years. In the corporate side, they made a lot of decisions that helped WWE expand. Some say they were partially responsible for the Saudi Arabia deal. I wonder if some of the shifting around that's happening now, if WWE, someone in WWE, whoever that might be, is starting to wonder what they have to do to fix things. Um, Because your stock just dropped $20 per share. Yeah, it was like a billion dollars in one day. That's a huge drop. Right. Um, I mean, who knows what goes on in the corporate boardroom? Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't think they're at the point where they would panic that bad. Um, to where the board members would just fire these two people. You know, you got to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think they're far off to where you may have to start hitting that panic button? Yeah, because nothing's really working for them. They keep making the same mistakes. They keep tripping over themselves. I mean, you got to wonder how many times you can pour dog food on somebody on Friday nights before Fox finally goes, uh, you know what, we've had enough. Yeah, I mean, because, like, you, you, you got what you wanted. If you're Fox, you got their top guy, Roman Reigns. All right, let's put him on posters. It's everything. We're going to do this. we got the New Day. Great. So now in the span of since you debuted, you made the New Day job out, mm-hmm. and you had Roman Reigns up until this past... Uh, month really get beat down every time so your two top guys that you signed them for and said we want on this show have basically spent the entire time getting getting beat and not really doing anything to help your ratings because smackdown's ratings right now are not good well but so as far as smackdown goes i mean literally you have bray up top Mm mm-hmm you have Daniel Bryan. Yep. You have Roman Reigns. You have the New Day. And until just recently, the Usos. Yeah. Right? The bloodline. Right. So, but if you eliminate any of those five, what really do you have? Hmm. You have nothing. Got Braun. Yeah, but until they just put the title on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he was he was not doing nothing. Uh, Shinsuke, Cesaro, Sammy, all three guys, really, outside of the Intercontinental title, what were they doing? Nothing. Yeah. And Cesaro hadn't been there that long, and what do you do with him? You, make, you, you turn him into, you know, another bodyguard or whatever you call it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... I don't understand the desire to, to shift so many people to the background because, you know, say what you want about Roman. The one thing I did notice that they did well was they, they interchanged opponents. So he wasn't always facing the same guy. 
Well, we've seen him with with Baron Corbin. One is what we already knew. Baron Corbin is about as exciting as watching paint dry. Mm-hmm. And that you're not doing anybody any favors ratings-wise because nobody wants to see it. Right. Well, I mean, even Baron Corbin doesn't want to watch your show. Right, right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that they have to be careful. They have to be cognizant of what they're doing right now. They've got to be realizing, oh, wow, we've really not done this properly. Mm-hmm. And... We say it all the time, and it kind of sounds like a broken record, but whatever. Fox is only going to tolerate it for what's so long before finally like, ah, no, this is not what we signed up for. Right. Uh, and, I mean, that's the key, but, you know, who knows? Again, getting back to the boardroom, who knows if they made mistakes? Who knows if they were just, you know, maybe left on their own? Yeah. You know, who knows? Um... I think the Saudi Arabia, especially after the last one, was probably a mistake. I mean, um, just because you can make a billion dollars in a deal, should you? Well, again, up until the last one, I think it probably looked good on paper. But, I mean, you're not dealing with people you're used to. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, these are people that... You know, this is a monarchy. These these are kings. These are, you know, sultans. These are these are people. These are dangerous that, people. It, it's <laughs> their law. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if they tell you you're not going nowhere, I guess you learned you're not going nowhere. And you know who knows? Maybe maybe Vince wants out the deal, and the two of them were like, "Well, you can't you can't break the deal." And maybe Vince was like, "Well, I can. You're fired." <laughs> you know. You're fire. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those scary things that, okay, the question is no longer should you make the deal. They've made it. It's done. Right. All right. How do you safely navigate these waters until the deal is done? Because I believe it was two or three years. And we're in year two right now. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you got to navigate to this next Saudi Arabia match or, or show where the rumor is that Sting is going to be a part of this show. That they, again, want Hulk Hogan to be part of this show. So maybe we get Team Sting against Team Hogan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mojo Rally can be captain on one side and our truth the other side. That was almost as good as Team Flair and Team Hogan. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really watch that show when it aired. I mean, it was on, but I didn't really watch it. I don't know that I would really watch it if we saw in USA. <laughs> I have never watched... A show from there. It's just it. It does feel funny to actually watch a show that they're broadcasting from someplace that's not just so dangerous, but in such a controversial time. I have no problem with that. I just, I mean, you haven't really even attempted to me to put a card on. Yeah. You know, and I understand it's a bought show. They bought it for a lot of money. But surely they're not the ones being like... I, I mean, I can see them asking for legends. Mm-hmm. But surely they're not the one coming up with some of these matches. Oh, we, I want to see so-and-so versus so-and-so. You know, you'd think that Vince and company could do a little bit better job. Because none of the matches, I'm telling you, have ever piqued my curiosity. Well, Hogan's 70. 
Could he drop the leg now since he's recovered from all the oh, surgeries? I think he wants one more WrestleMania. Oh my gosh. And they'll give it to him. They <laughs> know as well as I do. They'll give it to him. And they'll think it's the, the, the greatest thing ever. Who the hell would you put in there with him? Big Show? <laughs> Braun? Mm. It's hard to say. Brock. Hogan gets his revenge against Brock. <laughs> I would feel sorry for Hogan in that in that situation. Boy, one German suplex and he'd be like, yep, yeah. we're done. And you know Brock's going to get it too. Yeah. I just want one. And it'll hold on for one second a little too long. Oof. So... Well, Hulkamania had a great run. <laughs> We've come to the end. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, on the flip side of things, AEW is building up momentum really well towards uh, Revolution. Uh, as Moxley and Jericho are on a collision course, Moxley has been sporting the eye patch everywhere he goes, including mm-hmm. tagging up with Okada overseas. In New Japan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which was kind of weird. I watched this tag match. So Kata and Moxley against uh, Takahashi or Tagahashi? Well, you got uh, you got Takahashi and Tanahashi. Takahashi. Okay. And I want to say Ishimuro. Again, I apologize. I know I'm probably botching these names, but anyway, it's Okada and one guy are outside, and it's Ishimuro and Moxley on the inside, and all they're doing is I'm going to punch you, you're going to punch me. And I'm going to sell it, and you're going to sell it. And I'm going to punch you, and you're going to punch me. That's what they did for five minutes. <laughs> they headbutted each other and sold it. Came back. <laughs> Chopped each other. Sold it. Came back. So I like Moxley. I, I like what he's doing. But I, <laughs> the question was brought up if Moxley is mailing it in with his performances in Japan. In this tag match, I could see why somebody would ask that. Up until that point, though, uh, I don't think he's been mailing in anything. He's been performing at a pretty damn high level. Well, the, the, the question that has to be answered is, how does New Japan handle uh, the, 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 the agent? Well, I mean, you uh, can't... So, but again, so there are some places, hey, you two get together and come up with something and let me know. Yeah. And then there's others, we know from many stories, mm-hmm. uh, the agent will come to you and be like, hey, I'm going to read you something, then we're going to take a short quiz, and you're going to read back to me verbatim what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And that's the WWE. And the, I mean, that's, you hear those stories all the time. The agent gets you, he comes, sits down with you, okay, this is what you're going to do, boom, 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 boom. And you might go through five minutes of him talking, and then he's going to be like, all right, so what are you doing? And you got to verbatim tell him right back. And that's what you got to do in the ring. What a scary way to do business. Oh, I don't I mean, I guess it works for them, but God, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I, I mean, can do it. <laughs> to, be, to be able to remember all that yeah. and to keep track of, okay, so at two minutes in, he's going to stop me on the finger, and then I'm going to jump up. <laughs> I'm gonna fire up and ready to go. What? Yeah. Come on, man. So, but again, though, so what? Wh- how does New Japan handle the agent? Does the agent tell him verbatim? Does he, you know, hey, you two, uh, 
come up with something and let me know. Well, and then or or what? Can you really force the issue? I mean, in that situation, he's your U.S. champ. I mean, you could, I guess you could strip him if you were really pissed at him, but I can't imagine they would be that angry. Yeah, but it's not. It's not about them being angry. If they tell him and the other guy, uh, "This is what you're going to do," mm-hmm. and y'all are just going to sit in there and throw punches, and they do what they're told to do, then I mean, who's ultimately responsible for him? "Quote unquote," phoning it in. Yeah, it would be the company. Well, here's the thing, though: if the crowd eats it up, which they did, then who cares? Right? Uh, have you really done anything wrong in that regard? Right. Probably not. Even though, yeah, it kind of looked like he was a little. Okay, punch me. Okay, I'll punch you. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't really with it. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with the the person that asked it. I think it's true. It's possible. But I also feel like, uh, you know, if we get. A little comedy and a lot of violence from John Moxley. That's what you get with John Moxley. Mm-hmm. That's kind of who he is. So again, the other thing too is if you look at this eye patch, mm-hmm. right? Because I noticed it on Wednesday. He has another patch underneath, which would be customary for somebody with a real eye injury. Yeah. Right. And I imagine if you're told to sit in there and just throw punches. And you can't see out your right eye to gauge these punches. Mm-hmm. It might be a little difficult. Oh, yep. John, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get in there and you're going to get in a fist fight. Oh, okay. Well, you know I can't see, right? Because we're <laughs> selling the patch thing, right? Well, no, it'll be okay. No, because there's another patch underneath, and I'm telling you, I cannot see. Because, if, again, you go back and look at Wednesday, and I'm not making excuses here, but if you go back and look at Wednesday, the inner patch covers everything. Yeah. And it's in there. It's It's not like... He had the eye patch where he could just switch it over and you you know he'd be able to see. Right. Which I thought would be quite funny if during the match He moves it he over. Moves it over. <laughs> I get the feeling with, with AEW what they're doing is they're saying, Okay, this is exactly what worked in NWA and WCW. This is what we want to avoid, this is where we can go, this is where we want to push forward. Like they're using a blueprint that is very logical and very down to earth and they're just letting it play out. And that is one of the things that Moxley has wanted to do the entire time that he was up north. And now that he's in a position where he can do it, that's why we're seeing such good production from him overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I don't think that the blueprint is, is strictly NWA, WCW. I think it's your basic blueprint. Mm-hmm. Again, at, at the end of the day, the sign on the marquee says pro wrestling. Right. Okay, that's what we want to see. We want to see pro wrestling. Sure, if you sprinkle in a little bit of drama, we're probably going to eat that up too. But what we don't want and don't need is three hours and everybody's in a program. And everybody needs that 20, 30 minute story time. I don't need all that. I need to see good matches. Right. And sprinkle in some story. 
I don't need to see everybody have a sword. If you go back and look, and go back to the NWA and the WCW, not everybody had a story. No, I mean, Sometimes they're focusing it's on... just matches. Yeah, and they're focusing on just three or four stories mm-hmm. with their two-hour show and letting some of the other action just take place in the ring. Mm-hmm. When the match is over, they move on. Um, you know, I think they're making a mistake with Britt Baker. I think they need to pivot there and find somebody else to fill that in. Um, I think with... Um, I think with Nyla Rose, they had more of an opportunity with that. But I feel like what they're learning from is that we have to see what we have here. We have to see what we have here. We have to move with what we have before we just start saying, okay, no, let's stop. Mm -hmm. And like I said, pivot with Britt Baker. They could do that right now, but you've already put this time in invested camera work in, in promo time now on her where she's turning bad. You kind of have to see it through. Oh, sure. I mean... You can see it through and still not, she doesn't necessarily have to win the title. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can invest time in her and and, and let her build and grow as a character and then six months, seven months down the road, use that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Just because they're building her, that doesn't mean that She'll be the next one, or you know, or she'll be the first one to. I mean, I f- get the title change. I feel like with with Riho, you have a safe champion to put the belt on. She's popular. She can work with everybody. If you need an underdog story, you got an underdog story. If you need, you know, th- she's there. So the person that takes the title off of her has to be a real specific pick. And so they have so much to choose from. I can't say I really blame them for not really rushing and making any changes just yet. I mean, I myself don't think that Britt Baker has it to to move into that role, but it doesn't mean that it can't be done. Well, but even even if you um even if you do use Baker, she can easily be replaced. Right. If that makes sense. Um, because you have much stronger um, women out there. Um, and it would be easy to, you know, to get past her. Right. Um So I again I I'm okay because unlike like Nia, uh, not Nia, but yeah Nyla Rose yeah I, I, I'm gonna say Nia Jax oh oh care, careful that's uh, that, that's why I call that was what uh, pump the brakes yeah pump the brakes you're in the wrong universe um, pal <laughs> whereas like with uh, Nyla Rose yeah if she wins it. You're gonna have you're gonna go down a certain path for probably a much longer time. Yeah. Because only a few, I think, are gonna be able to beat her and make it uh believable. Well, I mean with with Riho, here's the here's the issue you run into with if Nyla Rose beats her. 
Well, it should happen, right? Mm -hmm. There's no way in the world that Nyla Rose, standing toe-to-toe with any of the other women there, should beat them. She should beat them all. Realistically, Mm -hmm. outside of Kong and Aja Kong, right? So, okay, so say she beats Riho, now you've got all these other women here. Okay, now what? Well, yeah, so I think Statlander. Yeah. Um... I like Chris Statlander. She's really good. Yes, but I, I think with I think she could very easily um, beat Rose Nyla and, and make it look um, good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheeta. Oh yeah, yeah. I like um, Sheeta. Yes. Not um, I just had to make sure I was pronouncing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheeta is another one. That you could very easily have her get the win, and it wouldn't be that hard to explain. Um, well, and they have you have such a an open platform with the women's division there. Mm-hmm. Like with WWE, it's very stay in your lane, do this, do this, do this, and we'll put you where we want you. But with AEW, it's very much like, hey, okay, come out here, show out, we'll move you up there. Mm-hmm. That's really what their formula seems to be for that division. Mm-hmm. If you have a great performance, if the fans get behind you, you have a chance. Right. And and, and it's not just them. So, I mean, you're forgetting about B. Priestley. Yep. yep. Um, uh, what's the one with Kip Sabian? Oh, Penelope um, Ford, yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, the one that just debuted on the cruise. Um... The one that they just put on the... Oh, Priscilla, Priscilla Kelly, yeah. There we go. Um, so you have others, right? It, I mean, it's not like... you know. To me, in the WWE, once you get past a certain number, if you were to take them all and line them up, get, get past a certain number, yeah. the talent just kind of... And it really becomes unbelievable for them to, to win a title. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas this one, you have... I think you have more... You're 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 you got more potential champs, mm-hmm. and even I mean even Riho, you know she's already showed you she can beat Rose. So well, yeah, and their their match was amazing, right? So I think she could pull it off again. That was the match we were there live for. Yes, we did. We we, we were, were there. We were there for history, history, and no matter where they show up next. We were you'll always there. Never, yeah, you'll never have been at the first one. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think AEW has paced themselves really well for Revolution. Um, I think we are going to see Moxley beat Jericho. I think Moxley's going to beat Jericho and win the belt, but I don't think he's going to hold it very long. Uh, so... In, I think unless Moxley elicits some outside help, I don't see Moxley winning. Really? Well, I mean, when you get with some of these things that they've been putting together, we know that supposedly um, Brody Lee, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Harper... Is set the debut in March mm-hmm. in Rochester, right? 
But here's his the hometown. thing. There's been a lot of talk right now that maybe, maybe he shows up earlier. I mean, what? It, well, so I think, I think his 90-day clause mm-hmm. may be up a week or so before that show in Rochester. But it's not, it's not. And again, because AEW is only on the you know the Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, it may fall like right after the Wednesday before or something. So, so but it, but again, that's the thing that none of us know. So December eighth, two thousand nineteen, he was released. March two thousand twenty would be his ninety day. Here's the thing: February twenty ninth, because we're in a leap year, would typically be March twenty twenty. Now, I'm no rocket scientist. I'm certainly not a, a genius by any stretch of the imagination. But I could easily see Tony Khan saying, you know what? Don't worry about what they sue you for. I'll pay that. Yeah, but... It, Show it, up. If, if the 29th is supposed to be the first, it's 90 days up anyway. That all, all depends on how the court would look at it. No, it would, the 90 days would be up. Because they're not going to... They're going to actually take from the end and then count out 90 days. Right, right. Right, and the February 29th well, would be the if he showed day. up three days early, does WWE say, okay, yes. we have to sue him? You have to, yes. How much do you get back in that situation? Uh, nothing. It's not about getting back. Like, do you get money for that? How does that work? Well, I... Do they threaten I, to sue him again if he shows up on TV for another 90 days? No, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't enforce another 90 days, but I'm sure there is, I'm sure it's in the clause, that's why nobody does it, that they're going to get something out of it. I mean, and, we're and, talking some straight up Eric Bischoff kind of move here, where you just show again, up. We'll take so care you, of it. <laughs> you have what people are are. I mean, this this company, this AW is continuously beating NXT. Yeah. Right. Right. So you can't knock them down a peg using NXT. No, no. You I just, can't move Raw or SmackDown. So when they when they screw up, yeah, you have to call them on it. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because if you don't, then you're basically letting them know they can do it again. Right. And that's what Bischoff And, and again, and that's how Bischoff got so, away before. And I want you to think about this, okay? If you let Brody Lee show up early, mm-hmm. and we already know who's next, right? We already know. Everybody that pays attention in the wrestling world knows that the revival... Is coming next. Have you seen their stuff on Twitter like recently? Telling fans to make up their mind. One minute we settle, you guys are happy. The next thing you complain that we settled, so we want we complain that we want to release, and then you guys are complaining then. Well, yeah, but make up your minds. Look who they're dealing with. They're dealing with the bobbleheads. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That are trying to keep them. You know. But one of them's contract is up in June, I think. Well, would you blame them? No, Wait, no. I mean, if, no. If you're a WWE, why would you want to? Well, I mean, it's going to happen, but why would you want to let them go? So there comes a point in time, right? As a performer, mm-hmm. you have to look. Is WWE money that important anymore? Or. Is my self-worth, my self-respect, 
the respect for my peers, the respect for the fans, is that more important? Okay. Now you've you've hosed them every step of the way since they've left NXT. Yeah. I mean, for Pete's sake, you did a segment where they were shaving each other's backs. Oh, you didn't find that entertaining? No. You did a segment where you had the old itch powder. Yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. Okay? So that alone right there would have made me say, you know what, partner? I'm gone as soon as my contract's up. You can either come with and we'll make just as much money or you can stay here by yourself and you can drown. And I'll bet you both of them say, we're gone. I mean, I don't blame them because what started off ridiculously strong in NXT for the Revival. I mean, their matches with DIY were... They were match of the year candidates every time they happened. Um, and then when they got to the main roster, when they debuted. Now, of course, they've been hit with the injury bug like three or four times in the middle of that. So they debuted. They dropped the New Day, which the crowd pops for night after WrestleMania. But they run into a jaw being broken. They run into all of these different things that happen. And then ultimately they come back and they're both healthy and ready to go. And what do they have? Well, you don't have the Usos. They're on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You don't have the New Day. They're on SmackDown. Um, you don't have the club because they're not taking the club seriously right now. So who do you have? So you move them to SmackDown. You have them beat the New Day. A New Day that's been beat down, by the way, for three months before that point. And the Usos. Then the Usos end up getting suspended because of, you know, the drug issues. Not drugs. Uh, alcohol oh, issues well, that mm-hmm. uh, one of the Usos had. So because one Uso was... In trouble. The other one stayed home too. The only thing that you can really say is, okay, well, if they want to go, let them go. To me, if if you have an unhappy performer, granted, you're not going to let your whole roster leave. But if you have an unhappy performer, wouldn't it behoove you just to be like, I don't know, the boss that says, hey, if you're truly unhappy, fine. No. We'll let you go. If I'm the WWE, no. Because, again, what you don't want as, as the WWE. Right. Okay, and I don't care how strong you think they are. I don't care how much money they got in their coffers. It all boils down to their performers. Mm -hmm. Okay, the ones that put the butts in the seats. All right, so let's play dominoes. You just got rid of five of them. The Ascension, Brody Lee, um, Sin Cara. Or is it four or five? I guess two Ascensions, Birdie Lease, and Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may be missing one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the four of them. Maybe. Yeah, um, just, just the four. Just four. Okay, so you just got rid of four. Boom, boom, boom. Dominoes, right? So those four fall. Right? Now, even you have to admit, the Revival is another step up. Than those four. Oh, definitely. Now, I'm not saying they're better than Brody Lee or Sin Cara. Because where they came from, they were quite popular. Mm-hmm. But as far as the WWE used them, they didn't use them right. Well, 
Yeah. All right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying that the revival is better. I'm right. saying in the WWE, the re- revival to me would be the next step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if if Brody Lee and them are C players, the revivals are B players. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you got a B player. Right. Saying, you know what? I'm out. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Now here's the problem. What happens when it's the next B player? Because Sasha Banks is back to her old tricks again. Yeah. Okay? What happens when somebody like Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens? Oh, oh, sorry. Easy. easy. Sorry. Nah, great. There's another cease and desist. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> it was done intentionally. <laughs> okay? Samoa Joe. Right. One of those guys say, you know what? It's been real. But I'm out. Or God forbid, somebody like, say, Seth Rollins. Says, Uh, uh, adios amigos. Mm -hmm. I can make just as much money. I can go apply my trade in a much better environment. And I can look and do what I want. Because you can't tell me him and Moxley don't talk. Oh, I'm sure they do. You can't tell me the Revival's not going to report back to their friends. Mm-hmm. And again, so you had some C players, you got some B players. What the WWE doesn't need are those A players. And eventually one of them's going to leave. Mm-hmm. And they're going to either go New Japan or AEW, and it's really going to affect the WWE. Who do you think would be the first A player, not... Not revival level, but a player, main event guy. Either Nakamura or Owens. Nakamura, I could see. Honestly, I think Nakamura would go back to New Japan. I think he would be tempted to go to AEW, but I honestly feel like he would just go back to New Japan. Go well, back and be, you know, be king of the hill right. until he retired. Because he's, he's probably closer to retirement than we realize. I mean, he's been active for quite a while. Mm. Now, Kevin Owens, on the other hand... Um, while he's, you know, he's still relatively young, um, AEW could be a huge fit for Kevin Steen. Mm -hmm. And with what we know of Kevin Steen from Ring of Honor and all Mm -hmm. the other places that he's been, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the matchups between, say, him and Adam Page, Mm -hmm. um, Sammy Guevara, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you've got, you've got potential there. And I haven't even I haven't even brought up the great talent at NXT. Well, see for me, until that what what's the word for it? That mystique of NXT fades. Cause I don't think it's faded yet. I think you've got a dedicated fan base. And as long as that mystique is there, I don't think you're really gonna see people screw NXT about it. Yeah, but you know I, what I mean? yeah, but I'm not talking about screw NXT. Right. I'm talking about the whole WWE thing. Okay? Right. Let's take Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. He was champ for all of a hot second. Right. Got injured. No fault of his own. Right. When's he even sniffed the title again? The mo- One of the most over talents mm-hmm. you have. I'm not talking about with the crowd. Right, right. I'm talking about talent-wise. Right. True, legit talent in the ring. 
right? You don't, you don't give him his shot, right? He should have gotten a shot. You don't give it to him. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you go back to NXT, and there's nothing wrong with it. Right. But now he's a really big fish in a really small pond. And again, how many times is he going to want to ru- wrestle Adam Cole? Or, I don't know. Right. Right, <laughs> you, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, how, many times is, how many times is he really going to be interested in wrestling Dodgevac? Right. You know? Over and over again. Or the guy that doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> Matt Riddle. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro. <coughs> Bro. But, but you see what I'm saying? Somebody like him. The guy that doesn't wear shoes. But okay. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Ben Balor says, you know what, fellas, deuces. I think he would do it. I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind that he would that he would do it. Even he doesn't and he doesn't even have to go right. AEW. Mm-hmm. Think of what that would do for New Japan if he went back there. Well, and, I think I think if he was in New Japan, we'd see a bullet club resurgence. Yes. Oh, and that's what that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. The gorillas come out, and <laughs> we got a surprise for you. Right, right. And then next thing you know, he jumps rail in the black leather jacket, mm-hmm. and there we are again. I mean, there's there's room <coughs> for it on either side. I mean, I think I think he would <clears throat> he would definitely make money, regardless of where he goes. Mm-hmm. I think for Finn Balor, especially, like if I'm him. I would go to AEW as an FU to not putting him back up there. Because, frankly, he's the guy that they put they, they hitched their wagon to, and it was a freak incident that hurts his shoulder. He comes back healthy and still ridiculously over and selling merch. And they're like, eh, you know, we're not going to be able to... We're not going to be able to do anything now because we've got all these other guys at the top of the card. And that seems to be, like, their their status quo. Yeah, but but again, let's use him as the A player that crosses the line. Right. Okay? So you would think that, that Balor, if we're looking at NXT right now, Balor would be the first one. No, I'm just saying. You could take Cole, you right. could take Balor. I'm just using Balor. To, to me, Balor would probably hurt them the most. I really? think you would automatically see a drop going from 50 to 100,000 people. Hmm. would automatically shut off NXT hmm. in the blink of an eye. And God forbid if he shows up on AEW, and AEW is smart not to surprise it, wait for the week after mm-hmm. that clause is up, and you blast him over every commercial. Right. Guess who's coming to dinner? So everybody is going to say... Boom. So, Chris Jericho, top guy Wait, in AEW right now. Do I got to do I got to do it for Jericho too? Le Champion. Le Champion. That's how you say it. And master of the lexicon of <laughs> Le Champion. Um, but Chris Jericho just did, and I found this to be pretty interesting. 
he's got to, of course, talk as Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. He just did an episode of the rise and fall of the NWO. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that it's, it's very interesting to see a person who is literally in the position that Hogan was in when he and Hall and Nash formed NWO with the inner circle. Granted, they're doing it a little different. I mean, it's not the same. But it was interesting to me to hear a guy that's in that seat that Hogan was in, basically, to talk about the rise and fall of a faction that, to me, the inner circle is doing kind of the same stuff. It's not exactly the same. Obviously, there's differences. But, like, the cool bad guys. All of them are cool bad guys. All of them. And all of them muck it up with the fans, give them the finger in one minute, laugh with them the next... Jericho takes selfies with Marco's stunt backstage at the cruise. And, then, you know, I mean, it's funny, but it's interesting because what we haven't seen, and it's probably a good thing, is the inner circle doing what the NWO did right off the bat. And that's just, let's throw another member. Let's throw another member. Let's throw another member. And all of a sudden it was 20 people strong. And it's like, wait, uh, okay, now we've, we've oversaturated. <laughs> but, so I, I think the one thing... To me, that I hope AEW never strays from is the fan service. Yeah. Okay. And because you you know, right? Because I have been talking about the Young Bucks ad nauseum mm-hmm. for years, right? Yeah. And it's the little things. It's the way in the past that they may re- reply to, you know, a Facebook post mm-hmm. or a Twitter post. I mean, think of, when his when the moms, the Jackson's moms, replied to something I said. I was out. Yeah. Oh my! Are you kidding me? Their mom does this too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we met. Page. Yeah. Adam Page. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. When he ripped us off. No, he didn't rip me off. The drunkard. He didn't rip me the off. The drunkard. <laughs> this is what I'm doing, Brian. Here, hold my beer. Let me get this guy's t-shirt money. Hey, I'll hey, never forgive you, hey, Adam you, Page. I mean, he, he gave me a discount. I had to help him out. So y'all had to pay for the discount me, I got. Yeah. Well, no, I did. He's like, I, watch, I'll give this guy a discount, but these other two numbskulls, I'm about to take them out Because I mean, think about it. I got the shirt and the autograph pick yeah. for like 15 bucks. Yeah. And y'all just got the shirt for 20 I mean. Oh, no, I got an autograph pick. Oh, did you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On what, like a little Polaroid? No, no, it was a full page. Full page. But you see what I'm saying? But he didn't take a picture with me. Yours was 20. Freaking jerk. Yours was 20. You're a jerk! So, I mean, you had to pay for my discount. Damn drunkard. So, (laughs) I I like the guy. I mean, you paid for my discount. Maybe that's why I'm so anti-AEW. It's all your fault, Paige. (laughs) Actually, I I take that completely back, because Adam Page is probably one of my favorite parts of AEW. But again, so he, he is very out. You know, yeah, he he he's friendly to the well, but so is, so is Jerry, Jungle Boy, right. Marco Stunt. I mean, all of even Sean Spears, but which you, is cool to see, by the way. You really don't see that in the WWE, right? Right. You have to be at a house show to get that type of fan service well, and that's, that they give you on live TV, and that's something they've had ever since. To me, since they went public, the moment they turned it into we are a publicly traded company. The moment they went corporate, and and it's just, 
that's the hazard you run into. You well, get to that size, you, you can't help but go that far. So, I don't think, I, I think because of their size, is even in the 70s and 80s, yeah. they were like that. Because again, back then, yeah, you had that's, that's true, because I can remember back in the, in the 90s with the... With with the um, house shows that I would go to, like Hogan and Warrior and Demolition and all that, you're you're right because the structure of it was you really couldn't remember how in, in WCW shows we could be like literally behind the arena. Hey, thanks mm-hmm. for you know great show and all that. Yeah, and you would like, get WWE, one or two. You can't and right. WWF back in the day you couldn't. Right, like you really had to have an in. Like you talked about once before being in Richmond and even really not being at that point, except for WCW stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's crazy because I never really thought of it like that. Like, especially back then because, yeah, like when Hogan and Warrior and all of these people were wrestling at the Scope in Norfolk, you know, first off, it never dawned to me as a kid to go back behind, you know, the arena to say, hey, but at the same time, I don't think we could have gotten back. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, probably not. But that's something that WWE has never change from they've never i mean now if you catch them in the airport nine well, times yeah, out yeah. of ten they're going to be yeah. cordial maybe you know but like uh lacey evans mm-hmm. she is fast becoming one of my favorites yeah because of the stuff she does on social media mm-hmm. she interacts with her fans and it appears that she cares yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's the but it's the little things like that so and I think a a lot of AEW got this from there are a lot of indie stars mm-hmm. who this is their first taste at at being on a national level in front of TV, you know, filling these arenas like this on a on a weekly basis. Yeah, you have guys that came from Impact, right? When I saw Impact down in Florida, mm-hmm. right. After the show, and you can blame me for my ignorance, for not moving faster. After the show, when I figured out there was a line to go meet Dusty Rhodes and AJ Styles, I got in the line. Free of charge, mm-hmm. and you were getting autographs. Well, they did the same thing in Charlottesville when you right. guys went. Yeah. Well, yeah, but in Charlottesville was a little bit different. But down in Florida, it was them two. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to meet them. Come up just a little short. Yeah. No, nothing I can do, right? Right. Flash forward to Charlotte. Oh, they put a Shawn Michaels on you, huh? Well, no. They, we got we to gotta go, sorry. I mean, I would <laughs> say they were probably out there for a good 50, 60, maybe 100 people in wow. line when I, by the time I got in there. That's just that's And this cool. was after a show, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, TV. So it might have been a little bit longer than than normal. Flash forward to Charlottesville. Impact. Boom. The end of the night. Yep. The faces are out. They're just signing autographs left and right. You know, I luckily bought this big program. <laughs> they're, you know, they're signing. At the intermissions, they had wrestlers up top. Mm-hmm. Signing autograph. Kurt Angle was up there. Yeah, you know, Victoria was up there. 
You know, Angelina Love was up there. Some big time people were up there. Free of charge. Hey, Sonny, you could sit and talk to him. The line, nobody was really taking advantage of this. The lines moved. You could sit and talk to him for a minute. You know, ROH. Holy cow. I, I may talk about the five hour, six hour TV tapers we sat through, but they were out walking around, interacting. Mm hmm. You know, with the crowd. Well, that's and that's something. The that's young the, bucks, yeah. But the young bucks learned that from Impact and ROA, and they pass it along. Kenny Omega mm -hmm. is normally one to interact with the fans. Yeah, yeah. You know, now you see on TV. Well, even Cody. Yeah. Cody interacts with the fans all the time. Yeah, MJF. He, I mean, he. Do Do you honestly think the WWE would actually be like, hey, uh, Seth, uh, we're gonna give you a ring? <laughs> Uh, feel free to see if you can have somebody kiss it. <laughs> or kiss some or, random woman. Yeah, or just kid. kiss some random woman. <laughs> feel free. Yeah, that's, uh, the, <clears throat> MJF is this anomaly. He's a heel in a world full of faces, in my opinion. Like, legit, he's the only person really trying to be a bad guy. Yeah, but. You so get bad guys like that are out there that try too hard and they suck at it. Or you get other bad guys that just can't make it. They can't make it happen. But MJF, all he has to do is be himself. He's just, boom, tunnel vision. Staying in my lane, going to do what I have to do. And he makes it happen. I mean, he even talked about, you, you read the tweet earlier today. He was talking about football. For all the vegans <laughs> out there watching the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sorry, the big game. Um, you got to be careful because it's a, a ball made of pig. Or it's yeah, pig ball skin. Made it, yeah. Uh, yeah. What so, a jerk. But... But again, though, he, he's a jerk. Right. Who they make, I guess for me, AEW makes wrestling fun to watch. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at any time, any point in time, there could be, you know, there could be something. And that's something that WCW never did for as long as I can remember going to shows. Wrestlers did, but it was never like. We're going to do a meet and greet. You know what I mean? Right. It was. If you were lucky enough to be outside the arena and you saw Raven or Reese or whoever, yeah, they'd say hi to you or something. Right. But like with AEW, they're like, no, we're going to be deliberately available. Like when a fan tweets to AEW that their autistic kid loves AEW but they can't get tickets, you'll see Brandy Rhodes tweet back to him. DM me your information. We'll get you a ticket. Right. Cody Rhodes will do the same thing. Right. Um, when the Bucks... You know the Bucks actually quit Twitter? Yes. They quit Twitter because of the negativity that's on there. They're still yes, on Instagram, and they actually literally will, in their comments, when they post pictures, fans will respond like, oh, this is so cool. And they're like, hey, thanks. I cried. You cried? <laughs> you what? Mm -hmm. You didn't cry. Don't I, lie. I did cry. I mean, you have no idea how... How through Twitter, I, how close I felt to the to the Jacksons. You didn't just do that. No. <laughs> well, I did just do that. Yes, but Tell I, did, me I you didn't. didn't say I that. didn't cry. I didn't cry. I mean, I I don't blame them. There there is a lot of, especially when it comes to AEW that stuff. But but again, though, AEW is what wrestling needs right now because oh, yeah. they are personable. And you need them, even if even if they never go any bigger than they are right now. Even right. if they never did. You need them around because if you don't have them, your product never improves. 
Right. Because nobody around you is being challenged. Right. And if no one around you is being challenged, you run into 2003, 2004 all over again, mm-hmm. and your product becomes stale. Mm-hmm. So, realistically speaking, and this is, remember a few weeks ago we talked about, we had Eddie on, and we were talking about how it annoys me so badly, and people are like, WWE needs to shut their doors, or AEW's going to fail. No. Well, no. <laughs> and, and this is why. Because if AEW isn't around, WWE makes no changes. Right. Like Seth Rollins and AOP and all of that, as it's turning into something actually kind of entertaining, that would never happen. We would have never seen Paul Heyman in a director role, I don't think. Drew McIntyre, maybe that trigger doesn't get pulled. Because you have to now. Right. You have to, because now you know that somebody else is doing something on TV that could be, maybe not always, but could be better than yours. Right. So you better step it up. And AEW has been delivering week in and week out. I don't think that they've really had an off week. I mean, the cruise show wasn't necessarily my favorite. I liked parts. Like, I really, really liked where the audience sang Jericho to the ring. I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty awesome. And I liked the tag title match. But that might be my least favorite episode of Dynamite so far. Which is sad, because I really did like that tag match. Um, but they really haven't had an off week, in my opinion. No, I, I mean, I, I guess I find myself... Just some segments, mm-hmm. but normally there's something uh, that'll bring me back. Yeah, on AEW. Well, like the the super bad thing with Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. I mean, I can take it or leave it. it, it it's not going to break me. Well, I think, I think let's for me let's wait and see how Sabian and Janella mm-hmm. perform in the ring. How about the, uh, that bit where uh, Janela's outside in the crowd and they're getting ready to kiss each other and he sneaks his face in yeah. there between them? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because I, I, I guess I hadn't been <coughs> paying attention to mm-hmm. see them go to kiss. Yeah. But I happened to look up and there's Janela smiling as both of them are kissing him. And he's rolling backwards, like, throwing the fingers <laughs> up at him. I thought that was so, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the, the things that... And this is where wrestling becomes... Because I would say that there's, because we've talked about it a few times, where before AEW had really got the ball rolling, there were times where we were all like, man, I don't know. <laughs> mm. Don't know how much more of this I want to sit through. Because it was either, you know, just the, here's Roman Reigns and only Roman Reigns. You know, you, it doesn't matter who else we have on here. You're going to watch Roman Reigns. Or it was the revival. Like, we got to literally watch them get dissected mm. week over week. And now with what AEW is doing, you don't even really have to be a devout fan of AEW to see that they're doing something completely different. Right. And that they're doing something that's changing the marketplace for the better. Mm-hmm. And, they, and and again, if, if just like I said earlier, I don't need a lot of story. Right, right. And not everything has a story. But if it does, you know, it's almost like they may take a week off on some certain storyline. Oh, I fully believe that, then, yeah. They have an A an A show mm-hmm. and a B show, not like grade wise, but I mean right. like two different shows that they put together. One week, this is the group we're going with. This is the story we're pushing. The next week, okay, we're going back to this one. Right. And then they shuffle them in so that nobody gets overdone. Right. The only problem is sooner or later, and and I wonder because we talked about it before with this tag title change. I wonder if they finally started to feel just a little bit of pressure to okay, maybe we need to move something. No, uh, I don't think so. I think. I have yet to see them panic. 
There's oh, no, no need for them. I wouldn't say to, panic. Yeah, yeah, but there there's no need for them to listen and, and react to. Well, Kenny Omega's the best in the world. He should be the world champion. Right, right. They're they're for that. I think they're they're smart enough to 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 stay the course. I think what you probably just saw is the next phase in so you figure Page's storyline. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't see the drunkard. <laughs> I don't see Page and the Elite. Mm-hmm. You know, like they are now. I I think you're just gonna break up, and it'll break up quick. It might be before the be Do before you, the pay per view, <coughs> or at the pay per view. So we're moving. Yeah. You Do know you what think saying? like it's gonna be? I'm I'm pretty sure it's the Bucks against Omega and Page at the pay per view. <coughs> yes. So Omega and Page lose the belts to the Bucks. I think I guess. so. I think so. And then, do you think? Either A, Page short arms him by taking his beer and walking away in the middle of the match, or B, goes the route of, we could have been it. We could have been the best, but no, you had to worry about your buddies, and he blames Omega and beats him up. Well, I think the program with Omega and Page will be short-lived. Really? This, so you don't think this time. No, because Omega has the bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got his in thing the pop. wings, right, right. right. So if Pack, you if, poke whatever his name is, if you don't <laughs> if you don't keep that going, it's going to fizzle out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I think that alone has potential to be the best feud they've had because I think when you kick that into full gear, you're probably going to see some crazy stuff. No, they already did full gear. That was a few months ago. Shut up. <laughs> Before I cut you. But you know what I'm saying? I think once those two... Because I think those two are probably Here, let me two, of the, two of the better um, as far as like uh, can put on some craziness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think Paige is going to... He's going to... He'll beat Omega finally when they, when they separate. And I think Paige is finally going to go down that path to that world title. And he'll be the one to beat Jericho. I don't think it'll be Moxley. I think it'll be Paige. Hmm. And it'll be at the pay-per-view. Not this one coming up, but the next one. Let me see if there's any... Because I know, obviously, we got Mox and Jericho as, the, as confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there is a rumored... Um, uh, card out there. I think it's Riho and Nyla Rose, Sabian and Janela. Of course the tag match, Cody MJF. So um I feel like I feel like uh Riho will lose to Nyla Rose. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that'll um, probably happen. Yeah. Um are we gonna are we gonna try to live uh, simulcast that? Well that's Saturday night. Oh crap, yeah. So I mm-hmm. guess we'll have to do a uh a review. Yeah, well, I mean, it would depend on what I was going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so right now, the only finalized matches is Jericho and Moxley and Cody and MJF. Um, right. But, but again, the other rumored, yeah. you know, matches. I feel like with 
Cody and MJF, I feel like what we're going to see with that is I think Cody's going to win. But I think somehow, I think Arn turns during the match. If Cody loses, it's because of Arn. I, oh, I, I just, could see that. I, but never, he doesn't know, necessarily when, have to. Since when does a Rhodes trust in Anderson? Yeah, but he doesn't necessarily have to turn yet. Because you're probably going to expect it. Yeah. So you might, you know, you could, because it's like in that one match where he jumps up on the ring and he, he distracts yeah, the like, referee and like, everybody's what? like, what? Yeah. He could pull something like that. Right. And make it seem harmless. So that so they're Cody, the work Cody now, yeah. doesn't think about it. And then, yeah. you know, somewhere else down the line when something more important. Because here's the thing. You got Wardlow. Mm-hmm. You got the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. Mm-hmm. So you got... Four people out there mm-hmm. outside of the ring. Well, you already know it's going to get messy. Right. How do you get everybody out of there? So you're going to have to eject the Butcher and the Blade mm-hmm. and Wardlow and the Bunny. And somehow it comes down to Arn being in the corner of Cody. Well, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, but you still have for Cody, you still have the Bucks, you have Omega. Unless you just did Dustin. everybody's barred from ringside. It's just Cody and MJF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible too. Because so. it's Wardlow and him in a cage. Yes. Which. And let's see, the lashings come. <laughs> the lashings come this week. Yeah. And then I guess the cage would be next week. Next week, week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow! The cage is right before the pay per view. Right. Yeah, that's a TNA kind of move. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our pay per view main event. We're gonna do this before the pay per view. Yeah. Don't worry, we got you covered. Um. <laughs> I, but I don't know. I mean, it's 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 cool because it's the, there's this uh, mystique to what AEW is doing that it actually is fun to predict and even be wrong. Mm. Well, I, I but I think what's what's good about AEW for me mm. is so when we started this, you know, I was elite. I was Paige. I was yeah, yeah, Cody. You know, and all this, and now here we are, flash forward, however many months later, and my I find myself going back to the old ways where, no, no, they're all good guys. Well, their bad guys are even right. better than the good guys. Yeah, and yeah. I want to like the bad guys. Well, and that, in that, if there could be, if there is a complaint I have, it's that you have so many, and this is why I say MJF stands out. Because there's so many bad guys trying to be cool. We want everybody to laugh when we make something funny. We want everybody to get the joke. Yeah, but and, so and MJF just never... He's always the opposite. I don't think they're trying. I think, you know, like a lot of guys, they have personalities. Well, yeah. And AEW says, hey, go be you. Right, right. Yeah, maybe it's and just, it just too, so too happens, much of a cookie cutter train of thought. Yeah, it just so happens that they're heels. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole, uh, you know, when they cut to commercial, and you got the commercial in the big box and AEW in the little box. Yeah, and they at the signs. Yeah, and, but they they haven't learned how to do those better because a lot of times somebody has a microphone. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And you know they're saying something, but you can't hear it. Well, what do you do? Sam is like, ma, I got a fix for that. Let me hold cue cards. <laughs> right, you know, yeah, and yeah. He's, he's just chucking the cue cards. And it, it's like, 
that kid's brilliant. Right. You right. know, now we get now we're interacting. Well, now we The thing is, and i this is gonna be my complaint till they fix it. They still can't get their audio right. I gave them a pass at the cruise because I'm like, all right, look, it's gotta be hard to put all this together. You're on a ship and all of this. They get back to the to the mainland. And and they still can't figure out how to make the music play so the people at home can hear it. If you want people to identify your brand, they need to identify certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So your theme music needs to be heard. And it can't just be Jericho's theme. I know Fozzie's a great band, and I know I love the, Jude, the song Judas too. So I come on. <laughs> I don't I don't find myself paying any more attention to it. Maybe I just like first, the theater of it. I don't know. Maybe at first I did, but I haven't really noticed audio problems. Well, I mean, they still, and, and some of this is because of the crew that they have, and I mean this, I mean this in a constructive way. They've got a crew from that either weren't working in wrestling in a good while, or were part of the reason that Impact was so challenged in the first place, and they're learning as they go. So, I mean, I give them a pass pretty much all the time about it. Do I complain about it? Sure, but I mean, I don't really think a lot of people are. So, it is what it is. Yeah, but it might. Yeah, but it might just be something now that gets in your crawl, right? And the volume could drop just so minute that nobody, you know, it's like a dog whistle. The only person oh, that's yeah. going to hear it's the dog. <laughs> damn it! You know, God yeah. damn what the who? Who cut the mic? <laughs> what do you mean they didn't cut the mic? Yes, they did. did. <laughs> no, he took a pause. No, he didn't. What the? <laughs> We don't do that here. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I think with with wrestling right now, it's just been, and as we see it unfold on TV and on the indie scene, it's it's just more interaction, and that's the coolest. Part. Yeah, that, I, I think again, that's especially for me, you know, because I was expecting some in in, in DC, mm-hmm. and you know, because at ROH, the Bucks and Cody. And I want to say maybe Omega at one point. You know, if they were at an ROA show, they were normally, there was a meet and greet before. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of expecting that, but I guess because they didn't want to take the chance that there would be 15,000 people showing up for <laughs> meet and greet. Hi, Cody. Little, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I can understand why you don't do that now. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, again, it's... I like the interaction. I like the fact that the bad guys are cool. I like the fact that I can like the bad guys, and they're again they're cool. Um, I even found myself liking the uh, the butcher and the blade. I uh, like them. I just they're not doing them any favors. Well, again, I think like, you when have do you to, give this guy these guys a chance, like at least a win? You again though, you have a second show on the horizon. Yep. You have more talent than you know what to do with, and that's a good thing for AEW. And you know, you're you're trying to push certain people and other people you're kind of giving a push for, but it's not as strong as the first group. But I mean they're consistently put in certain spots, mm-hmm. you know, like highlight spots or whatever. I think they're responding to it. I enjoyed the segment where MJF shows up. And they're in the butcher shop, and they're cutting up the meat, and, you know, he hands them the thing of money. Yeah. Well, supposedly, it's been going on for years, and we finally had a camera in the right spot to catch it, you know? I thought it was, I thought that was great, you know? 
Um, so, but I, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I think they're great wrestlers. I think they're great talent. I like the fact that there's not, for them, they don't really talk. You don't mm-hmm. really hear, I think that's the way it should be. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know. I, I find myself, you know, like literally like this is, they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. And I think eventually you'll get them in the, the young bucks and it'll be a great program and, you know. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think it will. I, so we've got to pivot because I know that we got the wrestling crate to cover. Yeah. And we're coming up towards our time. So let's go ahead Pro Wrestling Crate, this was the January box. January! (laughs) Hey, they're Twitter friends. We got to do it. I'm not getting nothing from them. (laughs) Doing this for free. Pro Wrestling Tees. Or are we? Pro Pro Wrestling Crate. You want to send me the first two? I think I'm missing the first three if you got them in the shelf somewhere. You know. Yeah, just send them to me. Just just slide them over. Yeah, just, I would love to complete the collection. Oh, what's this? Oh, gosh, this is crate just magically fell in the mail. I'm so sorry to see that happen. <laughs> All right, so, you know, I talk about it from time to time, once a month at least, and uh, we're going to drop January because uh, you should have gotten it by now. And if not, you should get it. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, you do want to go to the website here, c2cradioshow.com, has Brian's Corner, and part of Brian's Corner, a big part of it right now, is our Pro Wrestling Crate. That's right. Pro Wrestling Crate, you hear? You listen? I'm pushing. Pumping. <laughs> pump, pump it up. So, uh, all right, so let's cover, let's cover in no particular order, right? So... Uh, we got a Kevin Steen pen. All right. It's his face with the, and his, of course, he's got blood on it. So that's, that's okay. It's nice little bad. collector's yeah, pen there. Not, not a bad little pen. Uh, we got Canada's Finest DVD from High Spots. Uh, we'll have to check that out. Uh, see. Piper. PCO. Owen, PCO. Le Champion. <laughs> um, are on the cover. So we'll check that out and we'll get back to you. Um, we got a Christian Cage mini comic. Ah. From Headlocked. Yeah. Comics. Friends of the show over at Headlock. Mm-hmm. Let me mm-hmm. grab So this, this show should be labeled Worlds Collide. No, we can't. Ah, uh, there's another the cease and desist. Dang it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to call this WC Night. Worlds collide. Uh, you know what I'm WC. WC. Yeah, WC. It's wrestling crate night. <laughs> so this is uh, Tales from the Road by Headlock. It's featuring Jay Riso, better known as Christian. Of course, our good buddy Mike Kingston. Um, mm-hmm. And a uh, great little uh, mini comic that was uh, brought out. Actually, part of his Kickstarter campaign. That would have been the only other way you could have gotten your hands on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got a the micro brawler for this. This month is the excellence of execution. A little Bret Hart. Hopefully we can get a Neidhart somewhere in the future. That would be cool. Maybe a Davy Boy. Ooh, Hart Foundation. I think we were, we may already have a filming. Nice. We may. So, so. interesting. They, this Bret Hart has the sunglasses on but no leather jacket. 
Why the glasses and no leather jacket? <sighs> it might have been too hard to sew. I gotta you say, know, that's small. I'm actually really into these micro brawlers. So I'm gonna I, have to start getting. Them. I love the micro brawlers. However, I have yet to um, buy the pro wrestling tees because the, they come out with sets that you. Oh really? You can buy from them nice. that are different than the exclusives that come in the crate. The funniest part of this Bret Hart, what's that over his shoulder, on the ad? That the winged eagle. That's the WWF title. What? <laughs> so yeah, so you know, again, the micro brawlers. There's not. There's no articulation in them. No, no. But these they are, are more just like really cool little figures to put on a desk. Kind of like pops. Or what? Not pops. But what are the other ones called? They're almost like muscle. Yeah, yeah, very, very oh, similar. Yeah, very like similar. A, or just a mini bigger. LJN. Yeah, just very big. You know, not very big, but bigger. <laughs> uh, but I like them. Yeah. I, uh, ever since the first one, I, I'm down with the micro brawlers. And you've got like thirty of them now. You got a bunch. Well, I I have all the micro brawlers. Yeah. Um, um, because I started, I want to say crate three or crate four. And the micro brawlers come out maybe one or two after that. Um, so, yeah. So, I have all the crate exclusive ones right now. Uh, then, in time for the Royal Rumble, we got the Rated R t-shirt. Yeah, Rated R edge. Maple Leaf. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool shirt. Living on the Edge since 1998. Very cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, that'll be my first Edge shirt. Uh, but again, it'll never get worn. It'll, it'll sit in the box. <laughs> uh, then we got a really cool Kenny Omega shirt and his um, uh, Street Fighter garb. Yeah, it looks like Street Fighter. Yep. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm kind of disappointed. Not the uh, one more time it eludes you. Yeah. <laughs> so the the last of the elite signatures eludes me again. Um, as uh, apparently it's hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> so please, bro, as a tease, bro, as a crate for me. Just one time. Please just get a bag. <laughs> and then, but the cool thing is this autograph was Tyson Kidd. And he's standing in front of a maple leaf. This is actually a pretty cool uh, background mm-hmm, on him. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Tyson Kidd, better known as TJ Wilson, uh, depending on where you follow him at. Of course, he's a WWE agent now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually really cool. Part of the Hart Dynasty, former tag champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of cool. That's uh, I would imagine that would probably, especially today, be a very elusive autograph. Yeah, um, you don't see a lot of uh, info about him like, right. out and about. Yeah, so... So I'm kind of cool with that. I do like my autographs. He's busy playing with two balls. Is that the cat? Yes, that's the cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Natalia. Yes, it's the cat. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so so yeah, though. Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised in that. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so it comes with a little card, too, that shows what you get. Mm-hmm. And I always make sure the card is down. So I can't read what's on the what's <laughs> oh on the, the spoilers on the other side. Yeah, so I, I like to go through it uh, now. So we will talk about next month, and uh, next month could be could be one of the best, the best. And we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna go through this, 
and we're, we're going to narrow this down. And since my crate has already renewed, I am not in fear of losing out. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> it's called Retro Wrestling, and it's featuring Randy Savage, The Ultimate Warrior, Arn Anderson, The Road Warriors, Jeez. Ric Flair, who I believe is about to make his debut in pro wrestling. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. He had one, I think in the last one, like a, a t-shirt. That's right, his yeah, face mount. Yep, yep. So, but he's returning. Arn Anderson may be a first. I think you're right on that one. Right. Kamala, Andy Kaufman, and Jerry Lawler. Man, Lawler's actually really cool. Yes. So, this is why you may want to jump on this. And uh, I'm going to have to talk to them and get me a code so we can we can start dishing this code out. Because, uh, so, and I'm not trying to, you know, say anything, but Savage has passed on. Mm-hmm. The Ultimate Warrior has passed on. One of the Road Warriors has passed on. Kaufman has passed on. Okay? That is a cool shirt. Yeah, I love that Space Mountain. So, T-shirt. So, <laughs> Good say. <laughs> so, for the autographs, mm -hmm. let me, let's, let's count them down. Lawler... Just had one. Yep. You just got one crate. not too long ago. Kamala had one not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Of the Road Warriors. You've got Animal. Animal, but he has done one. Mm-hmm. So, Paul Ellering is still around, who I guess would be a possibility. Okay. The Warriors passed on again. Savage has passed on. So that leaves us with Arn. Arn Anderson or Rick Flair. Dude, that's actually a pretty good get. That's a really good get. So for an autograph, we have either Arn, Paul Ellering, Animal maybe. I, I'm pretty sure Animal's done one. Because well, I think I have one. I have one from... Uh, when we were in Charlotte, and I'm pretty sure I got one out of the crate. Well, I've got I've got one with me and the Brain Busters, so me and Arn and Tully. Mm -hmm. I've got that one, and I've got one with me, Animal, and Ellering was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Man, Ric Flair would be a cool one. That'd be ideal. I mean, I've I've got a cool Lawler. One, but that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. So I can see. And I don't think any Kaufman's signing any autographs right now. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I could see a t shirt with Kaufman and Lawler. Yeah. I could see a Savage t shirt. Could never have enough Randy Savage. Never have enough Randy Savage. I can see a Warrior pin. They, or did they already do the, a Warrior pin? No, they did a... I thought the Warrior was a micro-brawler. Well, yeah, they did a micro-brawler, but... Um, I don't... 
Is Kamala done the micro brawler? I was just thinking about that, and I was looking through the, the pictures we have on the site. Ours date back all the way through August <clears throat> when the site launched. Right. So um, I don't think Kamala's had one yet. I'll have to look. But I, I can definitely see, although it would be kind of cool for like a Kaufman micro brawler. Especially oh, in, in that the, would be the, cool. the, the long johns and the yeah, neck break. Yeah. yeah, that would be kind of cool. So, but yeah, so if you haven't gotten it yet, go out there and get it. There's a high possibility. Mm, maybe, maybe an Anderson. Yeah. Maybe a Flair. Um, yeah, there'll probably be a couple of subscriptions <laughs> floating around the C2C crew because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to let that one slip up. I don't usually get into the crates because, like, I did the slam crate for a while, and those were kind of nice. Don't get me wrong. I liked getting the T-shirts, but they were pretty redundant. Like, I never mm -hmm. felt like I got anything really outside mm -hmm. of the belt pins. I like the belt pins. Right. Um, but, no, I would want, like, all of those sound, like, perfectly cool. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, again, I, they could surprise me, and they could have a stack of Warrior autographs because they bought the other crate company. And the other crate company um, was doing a lot of WWE. So maybe they have a stack of Warrior, autographed Warrior That'd be pictures cool. somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they have Savage. Savage has been going a, a lot longer. 2014, yeah. yeah that sucks. Uh, so I'd be cool with the Warrior. Uh, definitely wouldn't have Hawk. Um, definitely wouldn't have Kaufman. So yeah, so... I'm waiting with bated breath for uh, as next I, month. As I swoop over to eBay <laughs> to, uh, to to look up the micro brawlers, yeah, you know, I I took me it took me a minute to kind of get behind those because I was just wasn't really wasn't really feeling mm -hmm. it. But like the 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 Bruiser Brody one was super cool. Mm -hmm. um, there is a Davy Boy one. I have seen that one. I just just saw it. Like just passed it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a Cody Rhodes where he's in a suit. There's uh, Okada that is made like it's all gold. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that happened. I might have to get that. Let me see. It's on eBay. That uh, must have been bought. That's one of the, the bought ones. One of the, you can only buy it yeah. there. But these things aren't even cheap. So like the ones you get through the crate, these are at the lowest point so far. I've seen 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. There's a warrior one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that So I'm not sure on oh, Kamala. Hangman Page. Uh-huh. Wow. Let me see. Joey I, Ryan. Yeah. Let me see if I can look up Kamala while we're out here. Kamal. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nope. Not so far. Not on eBay anyway. Alright, so and again there's Animal mm -hmm. and they have Hawk. Well you've got you've got both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But see that's that's um this is the second one. They've got ones with the black uh, shoulder pads, the black paint on. Mm -hmm. And again, so, some of them are, oh, that's a two-pack. Yeah. So that probably is one of the um, ones you can only get from the store itself. Man, that's cool. Well, if they're doing two-pack, maybe I'll get Kaufman and Lawler. So, Although I think I have Lawler. I want to both uh, lambast and name drop and uh, complain about uh, Toy Vomit on Instagram. So this is this wrestling store that I told you about that's in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And I blame Zack Ryder 
and Kurt Hawkins for this because I'm now fully involved and committed to taking a road trip to Kentucky for no other reason but to go seek out wrestling figures that I don't have. Whoop, whoop. Toy run. Do you have any idea how much trouble I would be in after this? Because I will spend. Uh, I will get figures I'm looking for. Who do you think you're talking to? I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. You know, we might as well just just follow their trend and just start a figure <laughs> just go, show Go ourselves. on the run. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that may be. Um, but yeah. So, uh, in case you missed it and you were living under a rock or you were doing what we do and talking about wrestling when the Super Bowl was on, Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl whatever number that is because Roman numerals 54. Suck. 54, I think 54. Like said. Uh, <laughs> 31 to 20 over the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and that's that. You can catch up with Rob on Instagram over at RDHUWP. And Brian can be found on Twitter at strcp21 mm-hmm. um are you gonna give your instagram out anytime now here let's yeah let's oh, the debut let's of another look. social media venue look. Yeah, i don't really do anything on instagram but uh, the um, pictures are kind of cool i mean i don't post a whole lot unless i'm posting ucw stuff or like my personal one is either that or stuff with my me and the kids mm-hmm. um but you know you can look at how awesome my kids are uh is Tepish, I-S-T-E-P-I-S-H. And that's Brian over on Instagram. He's more of a follower. He's looking at all your pictures. <laughs> that's uh, me uh, Xbox account, too. So. Oh, okay. The gamer tag action here. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can catch up with the show at Corner, the number two corner, um, on Instagram, c2cradioshow.com, where you're listening to us right now, hopefully. Is in the cosplay. <sighs> yes. <clears throat> and of course, you can catch up with us at C2C Radio Show. Hi, Brand. Um, <laughs> on Twitter and Corner to Corner Show on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next time. And um, I- maybe, maybe from my new place. Yay! And I will be. I will work on getting at least the micro brawlers up. I'll try and get those up by next weekend. Cool. All the micro brawlers at it. Yep. That come in the oh, and one last thing. If you're a card collector of WCW Nitro card game and you have a Hulk Hogan, you can hit me up anytime at Stan Grubb, and I will be glad to take them off your hands. Just saying. That's yes. going to do it for us. The last one. <laughs> we will catch up with you next time. That's the bell. We're out of here. Have a good one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 